Welcome to episode 102 of the Switch Mania Playcast. It's the year of review episode because 2021 is over. So this is kind of like a holiday gift to everybody. Yeah, I mean, because uh, Big Shot Barry's been on a million podcasts, it's taken us a couple weeks to record this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was even on one earlier today. <laughs> yeah, Big Shot Barry. <laughs> Big hey, time. That Barry. Premium love, right? Just remember, they all spell his name with B-E-R-R-Y. No, they don't. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't. He's strawberry. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness! So it's been a um another wild couple weeks, which seems to be the uh, status quo now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Every time, it's always crazy. Yeah, as we turned the corner and pre-orders ended for Series Three of Premium, and then uh, yesterday, as the time of this recording, um started the second chance sale for games that we have in stock. And and Demon's Tier Retro is already sold out, and Demon's Tier Premium's about to be, and Pigeon Dev is close to being sold out too, which is fantastic. Yep, it's insanity. Um, yeah, it's been a been a crazy crazy time. Um, I edited the website this weekend a little bit outside of putting up the second chance sale, but um, I modified our Switch games release page. Um, and put an image up on the main page that's in the uh, at the very top of the Premium Edition Games website. There's a rotating image, and so I put all seven of our releases, which is from an image that um, <clears throat> Erica made, that's over um, in magazines and stuff that we have. <coughs> wow, from the cookie I ate earlier, Barry. The cough. Um, but anyways, I added availability as well as production stats. So if anybody's interested, again, pulling back the curtain and like Premium Edition Games does, um, you can see exactly how many copies we produced of each version. Um, you can see what the availability of each of those versions are. And if we have anything else coming up, like um, some Gamers for Gamers convention exclusive stuff that we have on the horizon. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a pretty cool thing. Um, you know, I put that up yesterday kind of blind dropped it and then um was thinking about doing its own separate page but i had already created a section for all of our releases so i might as well just add a little bit of context to it to make that a really cool page and then i added a bunch of uh, information at the bottom that's like what does it mean to be low availability such as you know we'll take it to conventions or use it for second chance sales um things like that so while we might not be sold out of everything um if it's unavailable on the website um definitely hit us up if uh it just says unavailable because we may have copies somewhere um and that's kind of how we're gonna run things is it like we're gonna do second chance sales every once in a while to uh you know keep things controlled um but if you're interested in getting a copy of something that doesn't say sold out then you know we can absolutely see if we have any copies yeah yeah, it's gonna be uh, interesting when we get some series three, and if we have any series three to go, I wonder how fast they will go on a second chance. Though, <laughs> I mean, once it's a finite thing too, because like, mm-hmm. I mean, just because we put up like fifty copies of something doesn't mean that's all we have, because we have um, eight conventions we're going to in twenty twenty two. So, gotta have something to sell at the conventions. Um, that being said, though, if we have that many people hit us up online. Um, I know JP likes to do his PM deals and all that. So, I mean, you never know, Barry. You never know. Yeah, if it's a day that ends in Y, the predictability of what's going to happen is infinite. <laughs> we don't know. 
And it's been, um, outside of doing that, I finished up the, um, the designs for the CD jewel cases for both Cathedral and Phenotopia. Um, they look amazing. And, um, basically, I'm, I've been doing a back and forth with the developers to make sure it looks cool and hits everything. Um, trying to do something really cool with Cathedral. Um, and the Phenotopia one is like super, super rad. They're both double disc sets, by the way, and we did not advertise Cathedral as being double disc. Um, so essentially, there's like an hour and a half of music for a cathedral. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, and you can only do about 70 minutes on a CD. So um, so we, we broke it off into two. And uh, the way I designed the CDs, I think people really dig it once they, they see, especially if they put it in like one of those, um, if they take their CDs out and they put it in a case, if they put them above each other, like one above the other one, like it, the image actually goes together. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Yeah, I'm doing like lots and lots of little tidbits and treats. Um, let me think. Uh, the all the stuff is in printing for um, the series to premium stuff. Um, so it's it's with our printer right now. We've been doing a back and forth QAQC, and essentially, um, there's been a few things of note. I think I forgot to do the bleed on the Phenotopia manual. So like he. The, the printer asked me, and they're like, hey, are you sure you want purple around this? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically what happens is um, with Phenotopia, the developer sent me some ideas, and I just used those ideas without thinking, oh, yeah, I got to redesign with the bleed. Um, literally a 15-minute fix, Barry. <laughs> At least it's bleed. not bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's a 15-minute fix. But Thankfully, our printer asked us, because otherwise it would have been a little bit of a nightmare. Well, it wouldn't have been a nightmare when they sent back the proofs and I'd have been like, oh, what's this? Because <laughs> we get a proof copy of everything that we see. Um, and not a physical proof, but I mean like a digital proof. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that doesn't look right. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. That was the only one because the other manuals looked flawless. And then, um, yeah, it's the craziness, though, everybody, that when I'm doing the, um, the QAQ scene, the physical production, is like there's a constant back and forth. Um, just like the... I want to say the cathedral. Cathedral is completely approved by Nintendo. Like Phenotopia, Nintendo wanted me to make a change with one of the label pieces, and then I uploaded the same file again. <laughs> so then they kicked it back again, and I'm like, oh yeah, wrong, wrong file. So yeah, it's like the back and forth with Nintendo's fun because it's not like they immediately respond to you. They they take a while, which is always fun. Like, of course they do. <laughs> so that's some of the fun production woes I've been going through. Um, and then, of course, been playing Phenotopia because we're going to be doing an episode on Phenotopia pretty soon. Um, so I'm trying to, uh, you know, play that and still haven't completed Phenotopia yet, which is interesting. So it's been fun, though. And that'll uh, be craziness uh, segueing into our game of the episode, unless you got any crazy premium because you were on some podcasts and stuff yeah i've been uh been busy thankfully there's a lot of awesome people out there that uh willing to, to have me on and just you know talk about premium talk about production talk about you know indie developers and and really the process and you know hopefully a lot of people listening we're, we're excited for the, you know the series three titles because most of it was during series three window uh, and did get their pre-orders in and uh you know, it's just really cool to hear 
all these people like I never heard of these games. What's Phenotopia? What's Cathedral? And some of them we watched the trailer, and then when they watched, oh my god, this is incredible! I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like this is great. And, You're like, uh, you had me come on this episode, and you haven't even watched the trailer to our games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have said to <laughs> Ah, you know what? I don't care. It, <laughs> it's I'd rather see their initial reaction because if they're willing to have us on without even knowing what we're putting out then it's even better when they find out what we're putting out. That's yeah. actually the thing that's pretty crazy is that there's so many people finding out about us still. And like once they do, they have all the regrets that they're like, how did I not know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, we're going to keep on, you know, you know, releasing amazing games that, you know, we have a stake in that we love. And as people tend to miss out on things we're going to see what we're currently seeing with robot named fight when we put up that second chance sale and robot named fight was nowhere to be seen because it sold out yeah um, a lot of people were well what about robot where's robot I'm like, we don't have any robot sorry <laughs> i did notice um some people realizing and posting that the distributors um have it available in different uh countries and that is very true that there are copies available via the distributors, and the Retro Fighters variant is still, as of t- this recording, still um, up for sale. They still have copies. I did see an email where it was at 100 or less copies, though, which is insane, because, yeah, they didn't really do that many pre-orders uh, like we did. So that means the sales have been insane for them, um, which is awesome. So yeah, I would I would recommend looking at some of our uh, distribution partners if uh, you're looking to get a copy of Robot Named Fight, or you wait till our deluxe comes in. Um, and the thing is, though, is that we are subjected to what I call Freight Fight Freight Fest, not Freight Fest, Freight Fest 2021. Um, the freight shipping has been a nightmare. Uh, we noticed it when we were trying to get the deluxes out uh, for Series 1. And now, with Series 2, we're dealing with the same thing where literally our stuff gets printed and sits in the middle somewhere on a, on a boat. Or waiting for a boat to pick it up. Or There's so uh, limited space that it has been taking double the amount of time to ship anything overseas. So... Essentially, uh, you know, we've just been waiting on the amazing deluxes to get done. They're going to be ridiculous. Uh, one thing I did add, Barry, to this one, because we've noticed it at conventions, added a notch to the slipcase. Oh. So, you should, so you'll be able to get your finger and your thumb and pull out the case and the, uh, and the deluxe guide with these. So there'll be like a notch on each side. Yeah, that, that would be a little helpful, because otherwise you have to like kind of turn it... So it's facing down and like use gravity to help. Yeah, it's start, um, at least begin the slide, and then you could pull it. Well, the thing is, is that the Neo Geo case and the book is um, has shrink wrap on it, so it like sticks real well once it goes into the box, which is a good thing that it's secure. But it also makes it challenging to take it out. So have a fix with it, and then that'll all be shrink wrapped, anyways. So the interesting piece will be is that that still has to ship and arrive and then once it arrives they still have to put all of the pieces together so that will be the only way to get our version of the standard and the retro of robot name fight because it is inside the deluxe case so it's an amazing case too (laughs) i can't wait to see it in person just seeing the picture was enough at least of the geos case i haven't seen the other one like in its final form 
the Nintendo Power Book final form, or are you talking about the slipcase? Well, no, the slipcase on the outside of that holds it all together. Yeah, slipcase looks amazing too, as it's black with glowy eyes and everything. Looks awesome. That was designed by Erica. Oh, well, then I know it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely going to be amazing. But, yeah, it should be a really cool piece. Um, another cool item, and that'll be the way for people to be able to get that version, which will be awesome. Um, let's see. So, should we get to the uh, the game of the episode? Or the game sure. of the episode? The topic, topic of, of the, the episode. episode. Exactly. The game topic, the games of the episode. So, what we're going to do, Barry... Is we're gonna go through the um, the year in Switch, which I use the parental app like I use every year. Um, I think I still think even after last year you didn't learn and you didn't download it yet for free. <laughs> um, that's okay. Um, so what it does is the Nintendo Switch parental app will take every single account that is linked to your Switch, and you can do multiple Switches. And what it does is it does your at your days that you played something. So if you played it like multiple days during the month. Um, and then the time that you played the games, and it racks and stacks them by the most time you've played it per month. And so you can actually go over everything. And what I'll do is I will start in January and talk about games. And then you'll have to note, Barry, if it's like a new game from that year or if it's a holdover from like previous years, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Cool. Um, so the, we'll go back all the way to January, 2021. Um, so my most played game, that one was a holdover from the previous month. Cause we definitely had it as part of our, an episode. It was Immortals Phoenix rising actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, amazing. And I didn't quite play as much as I did, um, you know, the previous month, but I played that game as well as Minecraft dungeons, which was likely with my daughter. That was not a 2021 release or was it? No. No, January. that was last. I think it was last year. Are you sure? Because I, I didn't have any log time in December, and it only goes back one year, by the way, Barry. I didn't have any I'm log time in. Yeah. The good thing of Google. Well, while you're googling, guess what else I played, which was a little bit lower on my list? Phenotopia Awakening. Ah, <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons came out May twenty sixth, twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, we must have just had a reinvigoration of playing it for some reason. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I had that game there, um, as well as Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, played a little bit of that, um, Ori in the Blind Forest, and Mighty Gun Volt Burst. Those are some of the games that I played. Some, nice some, games. Those are like my top six with, with Phenotopia in there. So that must have been when we tested Phenotopia, perhaps? It was in January? That's interesting. Yeah, wow, it's not long ago. Sounds about right. Maybe. Maybe or maybe I was just playing it. <laughs> that could be. Um, so we go into February, and February, I think, is the first new game of the year, which is a Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Yes. And your yeah. thoughts on that, Barry? You're like <laughs> you're very quiet today, Barry. You're like, I talk and then it's like a t- ten second pause. Well, for me, uh, this was a very heavy beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So February specifically was very, very heavy because there were four amazing titles that came out. Uh, one of them was not on the Switch at that point, but it did come out this year on Switch. Mm. Uh, ES9 launched the, the beginning of the month. Then Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, which, you know, I got that game for Bowser's Fury. I had already beat it on Wii U. And I loved Bowser's Fury so much 
that I decided, ah, you know what, let me mess around with 3D World. And mm-hmm. I wound up 100 percenting it again. Like, it was just so good. I did it, you know, much quicker this time. But it, it just, like, pulled me in. And it's one of those that I'm glad they brought over. I think a lot of people missed out on it. I know there was a lot of resentment on the Wii U. Like, this isn't the 3D Mario game we wanted. We wanted, you know, something like Odyssey or, or what became Odyssey. Something like Galaxy or, or 64. So I'm glad they brought it over. I think it was on the Switch, like specifically in terms of Switch launch. Like on the Switch, it was the first big game of 2021 for sure. Oh yeah, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, definitely played through and beat Bowser's Fury, um, but I didn't go back to play any more Mario 3D World, and that's probably because there were like a couple games that I ended up playing that we were going to we were looking into signing for premium, and that kind of framed the theme of this year for me. So there's certain titles that I won't be able to talk about, but like um, there's there's a couple in here. Um, one namely Blue Fire, Barry. When we, we were did playing. Blue Fire for an episode. And we did Blue Fire for an episode. And we were looking at talking with them about potentially, like, you know, doing pieces of that physical release. And it just, like, never panned out, like, because they're, you know, working with a publisher that went into Best Buy and everything. And I'm like, well, you're not going to have manuals and all that, like, let us design it. And they kind of, kind of petered out a little, which, which was unfortunate. Um, Wait, that, that was February? Blue Fire? That was February. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was another small game, which the developer did not want to publish a physical. Um, and it was called Goblin Sword. And that game is so cool. But, like, literally the developer was just telling us that, oh, it's just a port from a mobile game. Not interested in bringing it physically on the Switch. And we're like, are you sure? Because the game's pretty awesome. Um, so you never know. Like, hopefully somebody swoops in and is able to convince that developer to release a physical of his game. Because that would be a really fun one. Goblin Sword just looks like a really cool, like, even the logo looks like something out of Dragon Quest. Like, it's it's super cool. Um, the other game that I played, which was a holdover, was um, Astral Chain. Um, I got that previously for Christmas in 2020. So um, I basically was playing that. Um, the final thing that I have on here is a little game called Cathedral. <laughs> so it must have been when we started to test some of these games. It was like a year out, which is interesting, right? Um, so people are going to start watching us and being like, oh, you're playing. <laughs> we play lots of games, people. So We do. Yeah. There was Phenotopia in this one and Demon's Tear Plus also in my play. <laughs> there was two other big games in February that I, I only played one in February and the other one I wound up playing in March because they, they launched three days apart from each other. Yeah. Uh, which was Persona 5 Strikers, which okay. is the sequel to Persona 5. And yeah. it's phenomenal. It's a, it, it's done by Toei Kek- Tecmo, so it's the uh, like the warrior style, but it has so much of that Persona flair and the characters. And it's weird that the Switch doesn't have Persona 5 proper or Persona 5 Royal, but Same. yeah, it's Strikers. <laughs> but it's such a good game. And yes, it's better if you played Persona 5 naturally. But even if you haven't and you like those those style, they're called Musou games, uh, yeah. you will absolutely enjoy this just for the, the quirky story, the quirky characters. I was going to say, uh, I didn't think it was like a sequel as of a sequel to the RPG. It's more it like is. a Hyrule Warriors game. No. It, but you it's, said it's a Musou. It is, but it's also a sequel to the RPG. 
Well, I get it. The story may continue just like Hyrule Warriors does. But, like, in reality, it's not a sequel. It's not another RPG. It's not another RPG, but okay. it does okay. RPG elements. Yeah. Well, so does but, Hyrule but Warriors. It, but it is, a, like, an actual sequel. It does take place after. Well, there's a lot of callbacks and characters, new characters. Mm-hmm. and It's really interesting how they designed the dungeon. Because, like, if you look at Hyrule Warriors, right? Hyrule Warriors, it's about Age of Calamity specifically. Like, you get the Breath of the Wild map, and then you get, like, little missions, and you pick which missions you want. Uh, this, it's not. This is, like, you go to a town, and <clears throat> you do, you know, talk to people. You, you know, interact. You figure out who you need to help. You, you unlock the dungeon, then you can go into the dungeon. When you're finally done with that, you can then move on to the next town. It really has all these extra elements, like running around, talking to people, exploring uh, figuring things out in addition to the Muso parts of the dungeon. And even the Muso parts of the dungeon, it's like exploring a Persona 5 dungeon, and then when you get hit by an enemy, then it, it, then they pop out multiple, and then that's when you have the Muso parts. Crazy. So it's it's really weird hybrid, uh, very well done. But then followed three days later, and I didn't get to do this, what March consisted of for me was uh, Bravely Default 2, but it came out in Oh, February, man. Which is another huge RPG uh, great, great sequel. Even though it's the third game in the se- in the series, uh, it's uh, entirely new. There's no connections to the first two games, which saddened me a lot. I was really hoping for some kind of connections, um, but it's still wonderfully written. Great characters, great combat. If you like classic JRPGs, it's a it's really a no brainer. And uh, what's crazy is you mentioned four big games. I bought one. <laughs> well, of course, Ease Nine is a summer release. So, well, Ease Nine came off summer for Switch, but it did come out in uh, and on, on PS4. And uh, as I as I mentioned before, record you're cheating, Barry, because it's not. No, Switch. I'm just mentioning that, that there were four <laughs> big games, but one didn't come out at that point for Switch. Yeah, so but you wouldn't still... be playing that on Switch at that point, but you play it later. Not yet. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's crazy. That's just February, man. Did anything big come out in January? Uh, not that I remember. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. I don't think so. Um, so then we move over to March, which I think follows the Playcast. Um, not a game released in 2021, but um, Hades. Oh, yeah. I remember doing Hades. Hades. That was it's, March? Oh, my God. That was March. And it looks like outside of Hades, I had a Astral Chain, so I played more of that. Um, and then Balan Wonderworld had the demo. <laughs> so that's must have been when the demo came out for Balan Wonderworld. Um, and then I finally played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, which I don't think I ever picked back up after that. Um, there's a little bit of cleanup in Bowser's Fury there. Um, and then I played some Arkanoid versus Space Invaders as well, which is the touchscreen game, which is super fun. I need to get back to that. It's actually sitting out. Uh, in my little game holder that I need to play. But, yeah, that's all I have in this um, little game called Retromania Wrestling that we played a little bit of. But, yeah, not anything crazy. What was what else, what big games were released, Barry? Anything? Uh, not that I remember in March. Like in March, I was mainly, outside of stuff like Hades for the Playcast, I was mainly doing Bravely Default 2. because You were, you were cleaning up on those ma- massive RPGs. Yeah, because yeah. Persona 5 Strikers came out, and I was still doing that, but Bravely Default dropped three days later. So I'm like, I'm doing one at a time. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, so we so we move over into April, um, and that's when Balan Wonderworld took my most played game. Because <laughs> we were playing it for the Playcast. Um, and it was okay it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be but um 
Yeah, I mean, if you don't like Dreamcast, I mean, it really plays like a Dreamcast or Saturn game. And the thing is, is it didn't modernize anything, so it was... Well, even eh. Dreamcast and Saturn games used more than one button. Hmm, some didn't. <laughs> like, you haven't played a lot of them then, Barry, some of them are hot trash. <laughs> like, to me, it's like you gotta take some of the, the garbage with the good when it comes to trying to take spiritual successors. My, my main issue with Battle and Wonderworld was that you should have been able to rack and stack at least, like, three of the costumes, so that way you could always have a jump button, maybe. You know, like, if you have a platformer and you remove the jump button with the costume, that you're failing. Like, that really, if you could just jump, yeah. like, we probably wouldn't have as many complaints. <laughs> like, it's just... Like, a platformer without jumping is... It's very annoying, and there's a few games out there that do that, and it's just like, why? Why would you do that? Um, it looks like I also have some more Hades in there from April, um, and then the Game Boy Color version of Shantae was released, um, or, or shipped. I think it was shipped at that point. Um, and then the only real new game that I added on here was a game, uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy. I got that in the mail, so I played a little bit of Ace Attorney which is not a damn visual novel, Barry, damn it. <laughs> it has visual novel elements. It definitely has elements of visual novel, but there's, I, I enjoy um, all these searching portions and, you know, th- you have to think about the way that you want to progress based off of evidence. Like, that's always fun. I like analytical games like that. So if you find me visual novels, Barry, that have an analytical aspect where you have to think, those would be some ones. I know you got a million recommendations already, so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. One of them just came out in the Switch just this month, actually. Yeah, the Danganronpa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even buy it. <laughs> That's um, a good value, too. You get four games in one. Anything come out in April or nothing you can think of? Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. In April. That's what we're going to kind of do is we'll go with like what Crazy Jeff, who's the limited um, gamer, played, and then Crazy Barry, who plays everything. I'm, play. I'm actually getting my Switch as we speak because what I'm going to do is I'm going to look back on the games that I played because it shows you and uh nice kind of we'll, see, like, we'll oh. just do we'll just do April um we'll start with April doing that and the crazy thing is though is that um I don't have a whole lot of games that we were like testing at this point to play um there were a couple games that we we did not re- like that we didn't sign and things um there was actually a game that we played that ended up signing with another company and released as dandara which went with super rare games and i don't know if we just played it as a demo or what but i don't think we would have passed on dandara maybe we did though i'm not sure because because like at this point we had already signed phenotopian cathedral so I don't think we were, I think what we were doing was, is we're like, well, we can do a game for 2022. And I'm pretty sure that they were talking with multiple developers. So, the, so like to pull the curtain back a little while you're looking for getting situated, um, is that, well, let me finish. Um, so the interesting piece is with that is that, you know, like there'll be times where like somebody will recommend a game and when we say the stars have to align it's also like well if they want to release their game faster they may 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 go with another company and that's okay um so that's why we'll talk about some games here that we played in 2021 that um we we did not sign like Um, like dandara which dandara is an awesome game i just i know that the stars didn't align with it so looking back and the april time period i played uh i went back to a game that did not come out in this year. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of visual novels, I went back and played World End Syndrome. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about that. We I... did talk about that in the Playcast. Um, a fantastic visual novel. Mm. Um, for the Playcast, we did Return. Um, one week oh, trip. That actually, for me, I think we did that in May. Because I didn't play it till May, so so we can actually talk oh, wow. about a little bit about May too. Well, then yeah, that's what I did. World End Syndrome in April, then that was it. Wow, and yeah. So and stuff like that we talked about. So when you talk about pulling back the um, the curtain, pulling back, you know, like the or going back in time. Actually, in May, my top played game Ease Eight. Oh, great game. Mm-hmm. I don't think I I don't know how much I was able to keep playing of Ease Eight, but um. Yeah, Ease 8 was, is amazing. I never did end up finishing it. I know I saved somewhere and then just hadn't continued going forward. So I definitely mean to get back to it. Is it still? It's still sitting. Because um, in front of my Nintendo Switch console, I have a 3D printed game holder, cartridge holder. And that is those are my games that I want to get back to. Ease 8 sitting there in the top row. Um, my second game was Return One-Way Trip, which was a really fun one to play for the Playcast. And then Age of Calamity, Hyrule Warriors. Was that released in 2021? No, that was last year. Yeah, so for some reason I went back to it. I think there was an update or something. Must have been. Um, yeah. I also did The Longing, which was a digital title. Nice. Um, that, that came out. I had a review code for it, which is the one where it takes like 400 real days, but you could do things to shorten it up. Oh, jeez. Um, well, uh, um, I played Tanuki Justice. Oh, nice. I think that was probably shipped at that point, because that was really fun. It's like a little Ninja Gaiden style, or a Ninja Hattori-kun Famicom throwback game. Um, I actually did um, Awesome P 1 and 2. In uh, May? In May. Nice. I uh, went, went back and just played through those again. Uh, as well as, the, that's when I started playing the Succurus Succubus series, which I did for reviews. Oh, I, I want to say are- with Awesome P 1 and 2, you're trying to earn your patch finally. I think that's <laughs> no, no. I was just going through. But what what I did okay, in May JP. is I started doing was did my second marathon of the year mm-hmm. because this was such a packed year. I was only able to do two marathons. My first was January because nothing was happening in January. Um, but this one I did the Danganronpa, and I did the first two games in May. But then I stopped and took a break for World Zen Club, which came out in May on the Switch. Nice. And uh, I, I, you know, that that's not the best of these style games it's the platforming sections are kind of meh but it was an interesting story it was like Rampa slash zero escape for children but i enjoyed it but that so, was my so there was another interesting game that i have in here that we may sign we may not sign we probably won't sign but we might sign if enough people want us to um one of those cubite games so it's the first time i played savage halloween yeah savage halloween too yeah so like i know we played it on the the um like Steam, but my thing is, I love Savage Halloween, but the thing is, is it's short, so it's a, uh, it's not, it's it's a, like a couple dollar game, right? So, to to us, it's it's one of those things where if we're gonna do a physical with five thousand copies total, mm-hmm. um, for all versions, we have to be very selective. And now, if Cubite has some other games we could pair with Savage Halloween, or if the same developer like does a sequel or something like that, we do a multi cart. Like that's where like we have to look into when it comes to like these developers and getting their games on Switch. Um, so that's an interesting piece. So those would be some of the games that we'll talk about too, is uh, like pulling back the, um, the curtain on. So Savage Halloween, I think is part of Cubite when they did their, uh, direct a month or so ago. And I think it was in November. 
they did a Cubite Direct. And it's still there. So, I mean, if people want us to sign Savage Halloween, you know, sound off. For sure. <laughs> ah, so then we go into June. And there's one game that consumed my June, Barry. Which was? A Robot Name Fight. <laughs> I put in like 20 hours that month in Robot Name Fight. I must have been, that must have been when I got obsessed with it to the point where I like started beating it um, over and over and over and over again. Well, like, June was when we launched Series 2. Yes, it is. So yes, it is. I'm right there with you. June June for me was all premium. I did Bucket Knight and Explosive Jake again for the Playcast. And then we did Robot Name Fight and Demon Seer Plus. And then I, I finished up my Rampa in June. But I had no, no new games. It was all... So there was a game that I was playing that I really wanted to sign, but it's like on a list of like the worst Switch games for the first one, but the second one's actually pretty fun. It's called Whittle Tree 2 Deluxe. Like it's it's a 3D platformer uh, action RPG style game, Zelda style, but it's like very basic cartoony graphics and it's a giant open world. Just a little collectathon type game. Um, but the first one's terrible, like really bad. The second one's fun. It's really good. <laughs> and it even has like the little floaty leaf. You get a little leaf that you can float like the sailcloth from Zelda. Um, there's a ton to the game. It's, it's really big. Uh, but I don't think it would be a good seller for us. <laughs> like it's super fun though. Um, there was another game that we played that, um, I don't know if we can talk about cause we were interested in, in signing it. <laughs> And I don't think we could talk about it. <laughs> it never came out. Um, I did play some Game Builder Garage that month. Oh, so, yeah, it came out. So I think that came out, right? That was June. Yeah. I forgot about Game Builder Garage. Yeah, it was fun. Just didn't... I don't know if I just didn't go crazy with it. I don't know. But um, I think Quartet Fighter also uh, was shipped. Uh, B-Side Games. Rest yep. in peace. Yep, B-side. Um, and then another game that we didn't uh, sign, but uh, Turnip Boy commits tax evasion, which was released physically this year. Um, yes. We, another... That was... You did that in... Oh, yeah, that was in June, wasn't it? Yeah. Turnip Boy. Just... Was... was uh, Red Out was July we did. Mm, I don't know. Yes. Yes, yeah. Red Out was July. So if we go over to July... Um, I played a game. It was brand new in July. Not really. It was like a <laughs> first year release. I was I played a crap ton of Hyperlight Drifter. Um, so I, I think I put in that was one of my most played games of the year. Um, I put in a ton of time in Hyperlight Drifter that month. I think I was just doing a backlog month. I did never finish it though, which is an ongoing, an ongoing thing with uh, 2021. Did not finish it um, because another game came out called The Legend of Zelda. Zorlda, I think it's called. Um, Skyward Sword HD actually came out. Yes, was, it did. That was the first time I played Skyward Sword. And Wait, that was the first time you played it? Um, on the Switch, yes. Oh, on the Switch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never Literally. beat it on the Wii. Um, so, And to follow my pattern of <laughs> 2021, I definitely did not beat Skyward Sword, but I got further than I did on the original Wii version. So there's that. That's good. Um, and then the other game that came out was uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. Mario yes. Golf Super Rush, which was a disappointment for me because I wanted it to be more. And like the whole running thing was kind of um, kind of wasted. What about all the add-ons? They've, they've done a lot of DLC since. I have not fired Free it up, DLC. man. 
I've not fired it up. I bet it's pretty fun. Uh, so your your month was very different than mine. Oh, I bet. Uh, July, I I did Turn Up Boy, uh, which we did an episode on, and mm-hmm. Red Out, which we did an episode on with the wheel that didn't work. Uh, but I started off off the Switch <laughs> at the beginning of July with Scarlet Nexus, but then a little game came out, and I was addicted to the Switch, which was Monster Hunter Stories 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. July. And that game was really a lot of fun. I did not expect it. I played the demo. I'm like, let me just give the demo a try. Because uh, any demo where the data will carry to the main game is my favorite kind of demo. Because if I really like it, then I know I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. And uh, that had that type of demo. So I played the demo. I was like, this is really good. And, and when it came out, I'm like, I got to play this. And I had a blast with it. It's such a good game. And that consumed my july i think like you talking it up is why i actually bought that game i never played it yet still sealed but i bought monster hunter stories too i have it sitting in my collection so it's, like i said it's one of those if you're unsure always get a demo in that case and yes. play the demo and you like the demo then it's great because then you just pop the game and you continue there were a couple other games that were released that i did fire up for a few minutes um destroy all humans brand new game no <laughs> like re-release really? <laughs> a brand new game called Destroy All Humans. Um, but also, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 was finally released on Switch, the HD version. So, non-HD, HD version, which was very bad. <laughs> I did not like Tony Hawk on the Switch. Really? Is that bad? It plays alright on, like, modern consoles, what I'm aware of. But, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's fine, or maybe I'm just not a good player at it. <laughs> there was one other game, um... It came out at the end of July. Totally forgot about it and, and blew me away. Uh, what was just that? did not expect this to be nearly as good as it is. And it's it's not just good. It is amazing. Trigger Witch came out uh, right at the end of July. Trigger and Witch. Yes. I, I got that as a review uh, for Nintendo Fuse. And I couldn't put it down. It is a, a top-down, <coughs> Link to the Past-style game. But it's got... <coughs> twin stick shooter elements like the whole game is twin nice. stick shooter but it's zelda a link to the past it's you have dungeons you got hidden things in the overworld to find you got a full story uh awesome just just Zorro blew me away the... it's it's <laughs> awesome uh and, yeah, and that uh, got a play exclusives which i have it physically now yep it's awesome so if we yeah. move over to august um probably one of my most played games was released oh it's called uh, P Cross S, the Genesis and Master System oh, yes. edition. <laughs> I don't know why, but like that game, I sunk in so many hours because I could just sit on the couch while I'm watching like TV, <laughs> and I was knocking out P Cross. Like I think I mastered that game. It's That's digital. Fun. <laughs> That's funny because my my third most played game of 2021 also came out in August. Oh, and that was a little game that I did not expect to even I didn't even know about it before August hit. Uh, called Shadowverse Champions Battle. Oh yeah! And, and I, I, according to the Nintendo's thing, I put 99 hours into that. Thing. Holy cow! Like and I did not do everything. And that is a game that you sold me on, and I actually have in my collection. And London said it looked cool too, so she might play it in the in the future. It is so much fun. It's one of those because I grew up with Magic, and I haven't played Magic in so long, and it's so daunting to go Magic. back to Magic now because it's decades worth of sets. Uh, just like starting fresh, and it's it's so well done. It's got really unique mechanics, and it's it's tough. I mean, nice. even on the easier difficulty, there's there's challenge there, and the amount of decks you can create and customize, and uh, it, I just had a blast with the game, and I got hooked, 
and I just couldn't put it down. And I like my entire August for the most part was Shadowverse, uh, outside of you know some a couple of review games and stuff like the Succubus Succubus. That's some premium stuff in here too. Premium. Uh, I did Macrodus, A Mother's Journey, which uh, was a. Uh, there was a earth. small game that was finally shipped that month too, which is Panzer Paladin that I finally got in the mail. Uh, I think yes. I got it a month late, but yeah, I was playing Panzer Paladin, which is so good. Like that that game is freaking amazing. Like definitely one of the awesome ones. Um, then there was another small game that we played. And I want to say this is the first time we played it. Because this was probably our latest signed game, and that's the first time I played Mighty Fight Federation. Yep, was was in August, which is interesting. Yeah, because that was like we were only gonna have Phenotopian Cathedral as part of Series Three, and then Mighty Fight Federation presented itself, and we're like, "Yes, please!" <laughs> like craziness, craziness. That that was the first time we played it. Man, crazy yeah. stuff, Barry. Um, so September. September. You know what? You know what consumed me in September? A game called Cathedral. That's it. Yes, it did. Cathedrals. That's when we hundred percent of that sucker. Um, yes. That is so insane. And I, I must have been playing P Cross on the Super Nintendo at the same time because that that took my second spot because I don't know why I was playing P Cross so much. Um, but yeah, Cathedral was was such a a fun game. Um, playing through it that much. Um, also released that month was the WarioWare game. So, because I definitely played some WarioWare. See, so I do play some new games. Yes. Um, now, when I play these, though, I'm probably not putting much time into them. Um, maybe, like, a couple hours at max. I did get through the entire story mode, though, WarioWare. Wasn't super hard. It was fun. No, that, that was very quick. Um, and then there was a game that, if it was available for a physical, would have 100% signed it. Uh, with or without your consent, Barry. <laughs> um, but it is getting one, unfortunately. It's called Rogue Heroes, Runes of the Tassos. Um, there's a demo that I was recommended to play. And when I played the demo, it is freaking, obs- it's like insane. Like, I just was obsessed with it. Uh, and the game is so good. It's not a rogue, it's, it's a rogue game, but it's more like playing Zelda Link to the Past. And it goes on forever. And if oh, you wow. die, you just go back to your house, but you keep everything and you can upgrade and you constantly get more and more powerful and you go through and like, so the demo only has like the first dungeon in it. And I was able to beat, the, like go through and beat the first dungeon. And I just like, I want more and would have 100% uh, signed it. Cause once like we would all played it, it would have been unanimous that like, yeah, it's an amazing game. But um, the developer said that it already has a physical in store. Oh, I look just forward to sad times because I want to play. <laughs> I want to. I want. I, I just want to play more. But that's why I didn't buy it yet because I know physical is coming, um, yep. which is what a lot of gamers do when they know physical is coming. They're not going to buy it. Um, but yeah, that that game is so cool. What else was released though, Barry, in September? Uh, for me on the Switch, I didn't do as much. I did some of the Super Nintendo app because we were doing that for the Playcast. So I did. Oh, like, that's right. And Mario's Picross then. No, uh, what, no, what did I play? I, play, I think I beat Super Metroid. That's what Super I, Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid September. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did WarioWare as well. Uh, but the rest of my time was off the Switch because a little game called Tales of Arise came out. So oh, yeah, you were obsessed. Yeah. You were obsessed. I wish it came out for the Switch. Shit, it needs to. I would love it. 
Man. So, October, just a couple months ago, obviously, Metroid Dread came out. So, Metroid Dread definitely was a, a fun game. I haven't went back to it since we talked about it on the Playcast, Barry. I have not, unfortunately. Um, Cathedral got a second, though, so I must have been cleaning up and cleaning up some of the, um, to get that 100%. Playing some cleanup. I did. Mm. Actually. I got some Phenotopia in October. Um, I went back to Blaster Master Zero again, which I need to absolutely play more. And um, I played a game. Actually, we all played a game that was recommended. Um, I think it was recommended in the Discord channel. We got a demo for it. It's called uh, The Eternal Castle. Yes. And it's like like single, double-colored freaking action or just a platforming game. Like a precision platform, kind of like Prince of Persia, super cool. Um, I just it, the the stars didn't align for us. No, uh, there was one more game in October I did forget about. Hmm. Uh, Monkey Ball Banana Mania came out. Oh so yeah, I, I did mess around with that. Uh, I did got it. I didn't play it. I got it though. I'm really mad that they screwed up Monkey Target. Ooh, um, there was another uh, game because um, Cruisin' was released. Yes, Cruisin' was. Um, I played in October. and I didn't play it. I have it. But I played the other game that was released that's basically Cruising Blast, which is Hot Wheels Unleashed. Nice. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was so interested in that game, but like once I played it, it was so cool because it had all of the cars that I grew up like buying as a kid in it. Um, but I think like I was just playing it, and then it froze. Oh. And it glitched, and I, was, and I never went back. After it glitched out, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to... Uh, you know, Metroid or Cathedral or whatever. Like, yeah, sad. October, October. I did Monkey Ball. I did Cruise and Blast. I did Cathedral. More finished up Cathedral. Phenotopia Awakening. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Red, and then I ended the month with the game called Voice of Cards. The oh, Isle Dragon yeah. Wars. Yeah, which is the first game that. I actually bought digitally. Like, didn't get a code or anything. Like, I actually bought it because I doubt there's gonna be a physical. I would love to do a physical of that game. I uh, had a blast beat it. Uh, just such a charming game. It's Yoko Taro. I mean, yeah. I would love, if, if Square gave us the opportunity, I, I would be like, yes, let's do it right now. Let's sign it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. So, um, November. <clears throat> November is when I made the dedic- the um, commitment that I was going to try to complete and beat, finally, Phenotopia Awakening. Um, also started with our pre-orders window for Series 3. Um, so I, I played a crap ton, like it, it destroyed everything else. Like I'm pretty sure that my year in Nintendo switch on the website didn't include November (laughs) or it cut off at a certain point because there's no way that that wouldn't have taken like a top spot. Um, there were other games for premium in that month. The only other thing that I played was a game called Tunchi, Tunchi, something like that. That was a Kickstarter release. Um, yes, that came out on, on Switch, and it has the uh, Hat and Time Girl in it, too. Um, very weird and interesting game. I, I thought it was pretty cool, though. For me, November was a lot of stuff for premium. Um, but there was one big game that I did start, which was Shimigami Tensei Five. Oh, nice. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun. And I also, Animal Crossing got the updates, right? So I I've been back, went back in October and November, been playing Animal Crossing again. Uh, also, uh, I forget when it actually launched because I'm just looking through my Switch library and it's at the top because I played it most recently. Pokemon Unite 
I've been playing Pokemon Unite every day since it launched. Like a crack just, fiend. Just, just like a few matches, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. So so November <laughs> like a was all Shimigami Tensei, Animal Crossing, and Pokemon Unite, plus premium stuff that I can't talk about. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm looking in December, and um, you got Big Brain Academy um, that I played a little bit of, which was pretty fun. Neither but, of us Pokemon in November. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, like, my daughter played a little bit of Pokemon, and she didn't want to restart. She didn't want to start over. So, that kind of what is what killed her when it came to that. But most of mine has been Phenotopia. Like, I played three hours today, three hours yesterday, Phenotopia. <laughs> so, it's been, it's been getting a lot of playtime with Fina. Um, and we will be doing an episode on that. So... So essentially, like for for me, if I'm going Switch exclusives with the top games, um, I have six games that stood out that you were talking about were big games that I haven't even played. Um, so, and then I have about seven games that stood out that are not that are not um, premium games because I'm not going to count anything that we're releasing or that we're we're playing for, like. Yeah. A physical release so um so essentially my th- there's seven games to choose from for for game of the year um or the top we'll do like top three or something and in in no order and then there's the gonna be like the top three games that i want to play that i didn't that barry just talked about <laughs> so we'll go with that first um and then we'll let you go into and then we'll we'll talk about our top three because you got to play them all so i did not <laughs> um so my top game that i want to play that we talked about that i haven't from 2021 ease nine bar none bar none i want to play ease nine um yo it's it just looks so good i remember watching johnny millennium on youtube watching his um review of it saying how you know starting the town then once it leaves the town it's just it's huge such a amazing game so that that one is a hundred percent on my to playlist um that one the shadowverse game that you talked about i've been wanting to play that which is a weird one because it's definitely um you know card based game right yeah it's yeah. card-based RPG yeah. with uh, puzzle elements where you get the, like the dead man's hand where you have to win in one turn. It's wild. Like that's not something that I would normally be interested in, but like I just want to want to try it out, want to play it. Um, then the third one is Trigger Witch. I definitely want to jump into Trigger oh, Witch yeah. and and dive into that. The other three um, aren't in my top three, but you know Persona Five, Strikers, Bravely Default Two, and Monster Hunter Stories Two are all you know games that I'm going to have to have some time to play. Now, they're going to sit in my Switch collection, and eventually I'm going to get a hair up my butt, and I'm going to play it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but right now, it's it's not quite there. Um, so let's go with our top three experiences. You can definitely repeat, if you want to, of any of the ones that I hadn't played. Um, top three games that you played for the year on the Switch. Um... Number three, yeah, was Shadowverse Champions Battle. Nice. nice. I put it that high. I love that game. That's awesome. Uh, number two. Oh no no, uh, no let's d- go back and forth. Oh, oh you went back and forth. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go back and forth. Um, so my number three, um, will be Game Builder Garage. Um, really enjoy the creation aspects. Um, and I did like. Uh, for a while, probably about that first month, there were some YouTube channels that would just like pop up the coolest fan creations 
for games. It just seemed like uh, it petered off real fast, too fast, sad, because I was hoping it would be like the next Mario Maker 2, and it was not that interactive with the community because, I mean, like, don't have time to play, don't have time to make games, that's for sure. The tutorials are super easy to play, though, like really straightforward. So it's it's um, definitely recommended for, for younger gamers, and London definitely played through the whole first tutorial and made it, made the whole game. Like, awesome. so, like, it is very uh, pick-up-and-play friendly. So that's my number three. Number two is a game I, I went back in to see the difference on on uh, Switch versus the PS4. Nice. And I enjoyed it on both. I didn't beat it on Switch. I beat it on PS4. Mm-hmm. But that's Ease 9. Yeah. Monstrum Knox. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal action RPG. I mean, it's just so good. And... Uh, I'll tell you, the Switch runs it extremely well, and I had no problem playing it, just like running around the town, just seeing the difference, and it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely my top game to uh, to buy, or not buy, because I do have it um, to play when it comes from 2021. Um, my next one, I, I don't want to put like Quartet Fighter or Hot Wheels Unleashed in number two. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Super Mario 3D World, for sure. Um, Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury was Bowser's Fury is such a cool idea. I hope that Nintendo decides to um, make a full-on Mario game that style, where it's completely open world and you can kind of interact and get stuff with it. And you know, like I, I just hope that that's what we're we're gonna be in store for when it comes to a new Super Mario Brothers game. Maybe it'll be what is it Odyssey two? You never know. You never know. Could be this next year. It's yeah. been Odyssey was 2017, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're enough time has passed. They got to at least announce something in 2022. We'll do at least announce. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do our classic predictions in January. <laughs> um, but so going to number one was again another one of those like Ease Nine where I played and beat it on the PS4. I went back on the Switch to mess around with it. Uh, didn't put in nearly nearly the amount of time because it's too big of a game. But it's a game that that. I, I will always forever champion that everyone needs to play this and get into the series because it is still the best made by the best developer that nobody's playing. And it's the ease nine developer Falcom. And the game is the legend of heroes trails of cold steel four, which came out nice. for the switch this year. And it is Avengers Endgame level. Amazing. And of course <laughs> has that impact if you play the others, but Holy crap, is it good? And it's amazing. Uh, I mean, it, it runs perfectly fine on the Switch because it's not a very graphically intensive game. Uh, the unfortunately, engine built the Vita, so. unfortunately, it'll never be a game that I'll ever have humanly get to because I'm OCD and then Barry said you have to play the old game. So I was playing, when 4 came out, I was playing number one on the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It's not on my Switch list. But like, I didn't even scratch the surface with the first game so and I had good. I had to move on to more premium games that we had to test. And yeah. it's fun. It's really cool. Like, it's 100% my style of game, the Trails games. Um, if I could just jump into 3 on the Switch, I'd be good. You can or, actually... Or could they just release one and two on the Switch as a double pack by Premium Edition Games? Come on. They're, well, one and two are on the Switch, just not in English for some stupid reason. However, yeah. however, Falcom, see, the way Falcom works is they're, because they're a small studio, they only develop for one system. So they develop for the PlayStation 4, and then it's up to the publishers to port it. So that's why the Ease 9 and Ease 8 and uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4, for example, 
came out on PlayStation first, and then a couple months later came out for PC and Switch because it was up to uh, NIS America to translate. Well, not translate really, but but port from the PlayStation to the Switch and the mm-hmm. PC. Yeah, but now is. Falcom has stated they've realized there's so much uh, interest on Switch and PC that they're now going to develop in-house for all systems at the same time. Good. So there's always a chance they'll say, all right, let's go. It, they're running on the Switch. they just not, not in English. So all we need is a company to say, we'll do the English patch well, because the, it's all translated already in English for PS4 and Vita. So it's the same uh, and PS3 actually as well. Like All we need is the dialogue to go there and it'll run. And it should be. But you can also jump into 3. 3 is made as a starting point as well. Nice. So, I mean, that is cool. Like, maybe I'll just jump into 3 uh, eventually. Because, I mean, I have 3. I bought it this year. I just haven't played it yet. Um, so, my number one game. Um, you know, obviously, I did not talk about Legends of the Skyward Sword. It is not in my top 3, unfortunately. Game Builder Garage was more fun than Skyward Sword for me. Wow. Um, but Metroid Dread. Like, 100% my top my top non-premium game of the year. Um, like, really, really awesome game. I love that it, you know, continues the story. I need to finish it, because I haven't played, had time to play it since. Because I've been focusing on our stuff. And um, so, it's been a crazy, crazy year. Like, Metroid, getting a fifth Metroid game. So awesome. Um, but, <laughs> we had some games... For premium, so what, yeah. Barry, was your favorite experience with premium edition this year when it came to playing games? <sighs> All right. My, well, my favorite experience was getting to talk to the developers. Well, yes. I mean, playing the games. <laughs> what was your favorite games? Like, not you getting to be big time, Barry. <laughs> uh, I mean. It's like you're asking me to pick between my, my favorite child, right? No, I'm just uh, saying your favorite gaming experience, not that like your favorite game. Like, because for me, okay, so I'll, I'll lead. Uh, so my favorite premium edition games game experience is when we were all playing Cathedral at the same time, and we were all sending each other hints and and screenshots, and we're like, hey, I just got through this boss, and we were all like almost at the same point playing through the game. At the same time, and like I know JP and I were right on the same in the same bosses at the same time, and it, we weren't even didn't even plan it like that. It was like basically like schoolhouse banter, like when we were playing Legend of Zelda back in the day, and everyone's like, "Hey, did you get past that that dungeon finally?" <laughs> and like I guess maybe JP and I have the same finite amount, and maybe because all of your RPGs you were playing, you you had a <laughs> a finite amount too. But it, if that was my favorite portion um because it was just like back in the day where like you could we were all playing together like that was cool that was cool yeah um so that's yeah, my we're going over to jp's and be like yeah hey, i finished and you know check it out here's my picture <laughs> mm-hmm. i took a picture of my victory because i was and that's what my favorite gaming moment i'll say is victory um because the final boss of cathedral <sighs> if not the the boss before the final boss too I, I almost rage quit and the final boss also did that but it was one of those things where I'm like I got right here this is good enough right like I did it I got to the second phase of the final boss like yeah we're good like and I put the controller down I stepped away I was taking care of my dog and I'm like no 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 I I, I can't end there I I came so close I got across the finish line and then I went and I got one hit away from the final boss and he killed me 
literally one hit away. It was him or me. And I was like, oh, my God, no, I'm doing this. And then I did it. And to overcome that and and figure it out and learn the patterns, you know, because I haven't done that kind of stuff in a long time because I usually play games more casual. I just want to enjoy this, the story. I don't, I don't like going for the challenge. And this one had that challenge, and I overcame it. And I remember just sending a message right to Eric. And I'm like, I did it. <laughs> like, I did it. I, I conquered it. And it was just so cool because I didn't think I was going to. And now that I know that like I did it, everyone can do it. Um, <laughs> and you just got to persevere. But it was just so cool to, to do that and have that experience again of persevering and beating a tough challenge. Well, and the irony is, is like our challenge that we're giving gamers, the gatekeeper challenge, is just get your foot in the door. Oh, yeah. There's no, no beat the game completely. Mm-hmm. That, that's not, not going to tell you what the challenge is, but we will tell you it is not beat the game. No, but it, I mean, I will say the developers initially go to that. <laughs> like when we're oh, talking yeah. challenge, they're like, hey, how about beat it? And we're like, well, do you want anybody to actually realistically get your patch? Because <laughs> like that would be a challenge, but like it's not a completion patch. Um, some easier games like you know Pigeon Death beat a game makes sense, but like it'd be like um, the irony with with Robot Name Fight, where I think they wanted us to beat um, the Mega Beast three times or five times or something, yeah. and basically it's just so it unlocks the core and ironically is i was like oh no we'll go with what we what we ended up going with which was find the glitch module which is like you could have to beat it like multiple times like several like 10 times till you finally see the actual glitch or you could just unlock it by accident in the first playthrough so that's where i thought that was really fun and some we actually did it frank and i were streaming it and frank did it (laughs) on stream that's amazing yeah that's that's just how it is, though. Um, it's craziness. Um, I will have to say that I will give. Let's let's do um your favorite switch pickup, and then I will lead up with my worst gaming get for the year. Because <laughs> I got a game that I told y'all about, and it is ridiculous. It's called the Ooze Redux. Yes. Oh, yeah. On the you, NES. You didn't show us the picture, but you did tell us about this. <laughs> it's like they took a. Like, whoever released it, it definitely is a hobbyist because, like, it might just be a kid. And then, you know what I mean? So I can't, like, go online and blast the dude. Like, but the comments on that Kickstarter is like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. So essentially, whoever did it, they printed it on, like, thin or paper. (laughs) And then they, like, didn't even fold or crease to make the box. So it's all, like, folded, like, paper, like, around corners. And it's bigger than an NES box. It falls apart. They used a piece of scotch tape to, to seal it. I don't want to open it because there's scotch tape on it. It looks so funny. <laughs> like, wow. Like, it is scotch bad. Tape. It's like I'm looking at it, and it doesn't even form a box. Like, the left side, which is where the normal spine is that I would have displayed, is rounded. <laughs> like, it looks so good. Like, and it's right on top of a professionally released NES homebrew called Turtle Paint, which is Turtle Rescue and Turtle Paint. And so, like, one of the um, NES maker uh, guys who's making games in that program, and he released a couple of games. And it, his box is, like, super professional, sealed and everything. So awesome. From Kickstarter. And then this is from Kickstarter. And it's, like, it's just, like, a ball of... <laughs> cardboard like it's so bad and it's not switch but like my goodness people like 
there are people who make boxes. Let them make your box for you. Like, <laughs> oh my, that is the worst though. So good, so good. I'm trying to think. I guess the worst pickup I got was uh, I ordered a, a Rapende statue from Tales of Vesperia from Bandai Namco, mm. and it came damaged. It came broken, yeah. and I'm trying to like contact them to be like, hey. And their store is under maintenance. <laughs> I can't get a contact information. <laughs> so it's not it's not Switch. Although Vesperia is on Switch. It's a you know, it's a just a statue. Yeah. But it's a terrible experience because Bandai Namco is just literally like not letting us contact the store to be like, Hey, Weird. you sent me something that's broken. Like I want a replacement. Well, twenty twenty one also was the year of like the the fabled releases because not only did I finally get Krautbuster on the Neo Geo AS, which I ordered when my daughter was born, um, <laughs> but Xenocrisis came out in the Neo Geo as well. Um, so that was cool. But also Poprium came out yep. <laughs> and was released. So like Poprium on the Genesis. Um, if that developer ends up porting to the Switch, that would be an interesting they one are. to release physically for us. It's coming through their Kickstarter, I believe. I believe mm, Switch in, has it. In theory. No, I say if it's ever released... Yeah, I, I chose. I chose my words perfect. You know, have you have you looked at that that Kickstarter at all? Mm. <laughs> I try to avoid it. I think it's might still be going on for another short little bit. They're doing some game maker thing now or something. I saw like emails about like it's weird. Those guys are crazy. They're so, so it's fun. Five hours left as of this recording. Um, <clears throat> for Poprium. For Poprium. Um, it's got, and I, I backed it. It's, really? It's on, so it's getting a physical PS4, PS5, Game Gear, Dreamcast, and Switch. As well as, um, you know, the Genesis and the, uh, but yeah. Wow. So Genesis, PS4, PS5, Switch, Game Gear, and Dreamcast all getting physicals. Yeah, so, so that's, a, that's a little bit of, a little bit of scope. Well, I mean, if they want premium to do a physical of it, like that would be probably the most stressful uh, Kickstarter that we would have to be involved with. <laughs> Just imagine how crazy that would be. I think they already have people oh. doing the physical. I am a backer. What did I back? See? Maybe I you backed, backed the Switch version. I backed something. I looked. Um, There's a lot. So what did I back? I got the Game Gear version and the Switch Collector version. There you go. See? So, are you talking about it? There's figure with it. it. Um, now, my thing is, is that back in the day, I got the Pure Solar um, Collector's Edition. So, I got I got the mug with it and the figure oh. and everything. It's such a beautiful release. So, I mean, so cool. Um, the reprint Genesis Pure Solar. I never got the original and the, Dream, uh, the Dreamcast version. But I they got, never released oh, the Switch physical. What made me mad with Pop Room is is that I got a weird box version instead of getting the clamshell, which I have the clamshell of all of them. Like, the re-release of, of Pure Solar is, is a clamshell. And I like that better than the original. I have both. Um, but, like, yeah. So I, I want the clamshell of Pop Room, ironically. Um, so, yeah, did you figure out what your favorite pickup or favorite get was? Um, Switch, I really don't have a favorite I do, and it's not a 2021 released game either. It's something I got that uh, JP was holding on for me for like oh, yes. a year or two. I, I was there for that. <laughs> yeah, and he was very mad because he was holding on to it, and the game has spiked in price tremendously. 
and I had already had it forever. And he's like, well, can't I just have it? No. <laughs> like, um, I got the Shantae and the Pirate's Curse Collector's Edition sealed. Like, JP ended up getting a second copy, like, a year or two ago. And, like, we hadn't met since then. So, how much is that thing even worth now? I don't know. Probably around eight, $900, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God stupid <laughs> yeah that's stupid. insane let me i'm gonna look it up because the thing is is 350 dollars just for the standard Mm-hmm. just for the normal game so we go to the collector's edition 900 dollars opened thousand dollars now thousand dollars just for that game that's a thousand dollar game like what <laughs> i'm not selling it. it is sitting i actually have it up um up over with my Neo Geo stuff. But, um, it's <laughs> such a weird thing that's like, like, I don't see that staying there in that no. crazy stratosphere. Or we're going to see our own games doing that same thing. It'd be wild. It'd be like, you know, like a drug deal. Someone come up to you with a trench coat, like, hey, hey, you got that robot named Fight? <laughs> I mean, we are I seeing my people doing that. <laughs> give me that. Give me the Mighty Fight Federation. I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> I need that Toe Jam and Earl. Well, and 2021 was also the um, the Switch Collector Volume 2 is yes. in shipping for months and months. We're still waiting. Like, it's in the ether of the middle portion where we don't have... Because um, you don't get sh- tracking for freight shipping. And it was ordered, like, three months ago. And I'm like, I follow up with the printer, and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have tracking yet. I'm like, really? Like, have been waiting forever. Um, so, yeah. like... That Kickstarter from 2020 is not shipped out yet because we're literally just waiting. People keep asking about Switch Collector 1 and 2. I get emails. When is this order shipping? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't um, tell you. When it arrives. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, they're ordered. Like, we're just waiting, people. Like, that's that's what we're waiting on. But um, So you didn't have a, a favorite item? I did a favorite item, uh, just not a Switch item. Oh yeah, it has to be Switch. Oh, I, have, uh, I don't have a Switch item because I, you know what? It's everything is just great. I mean, there's so many great games, and yeah. you know, getting the Amiibo and getting the all the releases this year. Um, Trails of Cold Steel Four was great to get that collector's edition and pop that open. Ease Nine, same thing. When that came, I just popped that collector's edition open, uh, making people unhappy because I'm opening them, but I don't care. Uh, it's one of the cool stuff in them. But in terms of favorite stuff, no, because. For me, like I love the Switch. I love playing this, playing it. But it's one of those things where I'm in a different mindset right now, where I'm kind of going for different aspects of gaming history, stuff that nice. I'm just discovering about. I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to know more about this. I want to kind of hunt these down, and it's harder to find stuff. So it makes that that hunt. And when you finally find it, it's you know, it's like like that extra reward. Like, oh my god, I finally found one of these. Uh, so that's kind of where I've been going lately. Well, and, and that's where, like, I actually, uh, you have something sitting under your Christmas tree that I found yes. that there's no way that you, if you have that, I would be, like, surprised. I, I probably don't, but I, I, you know, you tell me not wait till Christmas, I sent you a picture. Yeah. It's under my Christmas tree right now. Oh, I didn't look at the picture yet, but oh, yeah. yeah. I sent a picture. It's under my Christmas tree as we speak. <laughs> one gift under the Christmas tree. Yep. One <laughs> gift under the Christmas tree. <laughs> Yeah, that's so. I mean, in there too is some other premium stuff, of course. But like this item, when I saw it at the convention that I was at, it was Midwest Gaming Classic. And I was like, ooh, I was like, this is a handheld piece. Ooh, yeah. 
not a handheld system, but a handheld item that I don't think you have. And I think that it's super, it's like in that stratosphere of Shantae and the Pirate's Curse Collector's Edition. Rare. Like, wow. not like rare, but like in demand. And well, oh, the guy man. had it. The guy had it. And I'm like, ooh. And in, in the certain niche sub-circles of where that this item exists, it's super collectible. See, that's that's there where you know a lot of people don't distinguish between rare and expensive. Yes, because Super Shantae is an expensive game, but I wouldn't call it rare because no. you can look it up and there's a, there's a bunch of them up there. Mm-hmm. It's not rare. It's you can get expensive. it. <laughs> you can yeah. get it. Whereas I don't think that the item that I found it looked more like a one of a kind, and the way that it was, the, the way that it's created, I'm like, ooh, definitely interesting. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I I you know I, I want to open it, but. I'm I'm patient and <laughs> I'm you know I'm gonna wait and and be surprised. Uh, I was trying uh, to get uh, Erica to do a Secret Santa, but it looked like she ended up going yeah. exploring in the mountains or something random like Erica does. <laughs> so I don't know. I was like, well, now it's too late for that. I'm gonna have to have uh, Barry Planet next year, starting in September or something. <laughs> it was a week before, less than a week before Christmas at the time of the recording. Oh yeah, now it's but, like there's no way it's happening. I don't have time. But no, um, I will say my favorite thing I did get this year, which I was looking for. Um, again, it's not Switch, but uh, it's gaming history. <clears throat> and if you like gaming history, like I do, you might find this interesting. Or you might say, who the fuck cares? Oh, excuse my language. But <laughs> Damn it, it's, Frank. It's, no. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where I just discovered uh, a couple months ago that due to you know, World War II, there was bad relations between Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. And for a good chunk of time, Korea wanted nothing to do with Japanese products. And Jap- you know, Japanese companies wanted to get their products in Korea, but they couldn't. So the only way they could do it is if they worked with a Korean company and had a Korean company release Japanese products with their Korean brand. So a Korean had- company had to make it and release it in, in uh, Korea, which I thought was really, really interesting. Uh, so I was like, ooh, that's that's such a weird part of history and it didn't last forever it lasted until like 2000 around you get 2000, your right? you got your combo or whatever. <laughs> yeah is that what it was i just guessed one, one of the things yeah so uh hyundai uh worked with nintendo to release nintendo products over there and samsung worked with sega to release sega products over there uh which i just found fascinating that there are nintendo and sega consoles with branded with hyundai and and samsung so i was like this is really freaking cool you know like i love this and and unfortunately with the way koreans work they're not hoarders like americans or you know they throw things away um they they just say oh done with this boom garbage they don't they don't care so a lot of these systems the majority of these systems have been destroyed you know you're talking systems from the 80s and the 90s uh you're talking 30, 40 years ago at this point, pretty much. And uh, I was able to track down a couple of them, which I was like, oh my god. And uh, to be able to get them and to see them compared to the, the regular uh, systems is really freaking cool. It's awesome. So you did get a Comboy, huh? I got I got the... You're talking the NES Comboy? Mm-hmm. That, that one I don't have physically yet. It's it's on en route. It's been oh, okay. forever. But I do have the Game Boy version of Comboy. Nice. Which is really cool, and I have an N64 that I finally found coming, which is really <laughs> insane. And on the Sega side, I found the, the Samsung Saturn, uh, which is 
insanely like what the heck this exists uh as well as the the mega drive uh the game gear and of all systems the pico they even put out a samsung pico over there which i think is just hilarious and it's so crazy so i'm like yeah this is really cool so these like these stuff is hard to find and it's not cheap because there most of these have been destroyed unfortunately Unlike, you know, like NES or, or like American versions or Japanese versions or European versions. So it's kind of like this weird rabbit hole that my wife's not really happy about because it <laughs> is expensive. But it's like the history buff in me uh, is just obsessed with this stuff now. And like, I just want to have it on display and, and work towards that museum. So um, it's, it's a struggle to find more of them. But I'm uh, slowly working towards getting what I can. <laughs> the museum. <laughs> You got your whole gaming collection that's now essentially a mini museum. It's fun. It is, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the fun part about it is, like, just, you know, learning. And interestingly, like, I know you um, contributed to the video game console collector's field guide. I think that's it. I think I said it right. Um, it was an interesting one is that um, he actually sent me something that he worked on. He actually sent me two things he worked on. But um, one of the things that he sent me was the Super Mario Brothers Commodore 64 boxed mm-hmm. release, which I thought yep. was super cool. That is so cool. Yeah, I got that sitting over here. And then he also did a manual for Retro Game Challenge on the DS, the um, Retro Game Challenge 2, um, which is literally uh, Game Center CX. He, he did a whole um, release of it, not just a manual. Yeah, well, I mean, I asked him before um he sent it i'm like is that the one that only plays in the one specific version of the one ds and he's like yeah so that version it doesn't play in all ds's yeah um so like the one that i have which is the ds xl i or whatever it is but it has the cartridge slot like it doesn't work in that one so i was like well i already have a a version of it i just didn't have the manual so he sent me the manual which i thought was cool yeah, that I can't wait for that game, uh, that that uh, book to come out. Tristan's a really cool guy, but some of the stuff he was like showing, uh, like proofs of stuff beforehand. Like check out these pages, and some of the stuff I'm like, oh, you're missing this, and he's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me tell you about it. So you know, it was cool to be able to contribute and work with him, and and some of the stuff he needed pictures for. He's like, I can't find pictures of these games. I'm like, all right, I got them. Hold on, let me get pictures for you. It's awesome. So, yeah, they here, like here. so that one is on the same order as Robot Name Fight. Nice. So it's sitting there waiting because um we have Switch Collector Volume One and Volume Two and the Pixel Perfect Punch Out book all on the same pallets. It's like ten pallets. I think it's like eleven thousand pounds, that order. Like ridiculous. Eleven thousand pounds, Barry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like like and then the, this one will be the Robot Name Fight Deluxe Editions with the guide in there and the Video Game Console Collector's Field Guide. Um, I know he's doing a second one, too. Like it's a Video Game Collector's Guide or something like that, which is going to be cool, too. It's going to be game-related. Yeah. So that'll be a fun one, too. I wish that I had more time to do books because like, I enjoy doing like the complete Genesis that I was working on or... I need to work on Switch Collector Volume 3. I did not work on that at all in 2021. <laughs> like, it's been premium. Full stop. And premium's the dream. So. Oh, there was there was one other cool little thing that came out uh, this year. I actually just got it two days ago. 
I don't know if you uh, backed it or not. Hmm. Uh, a, a good friend, his name is John Rue. He put out a uh, Game Boy homebrew Game Boy game called Quest Arrest. Uh, mm. I actually got to uh, talk to him. I did an industry talk with him for Nintendo Fuse. Fantastic guy. Um, Quest Arrest was then ported to the Evercade. It's on, in color too. It's it's on the Evercade. So his game's there. Uh, really great success for him. But then he uh, got to port Link's only title called Chips Challenge to the SNES and the Genesis. Nice. And uh, he did a Kickstarter for it, and uh, I believe, and they they just came in, uh, and that's really cool. And now he's doing a long lost. He did another Kickstarter, a long lost GBA game that was never finished and never released, and he's putting it out. And I'm like, you know what? You go, man. That's awesome. Like he's such a sweet guy, and just I love when you get these people with this passion to just say, you know what, let's do these, and let's release stuff that was supposed to come out, like never did, or let's port games from one system that no one's really playing, and it's a great game. Let's port it to systems that are, people are playing. Yeah, I mean that's super cool, and you know eventually it'll be cool for us to do some retro releases too. We can get more exposure to some of those. I think that would be super fun. Right now, uh, we aren't quite, uh, we don't quite have the time to do that, honestly, if you think about it. Oh, <laughs> we don't have enough time to do what we need to do, let alone things we want to do. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, my thing is, is that I would really love to uh, be able to, you know, play more. Mm. <laughs> well, hopefully this, this holiday break will get to do just that. <laughs> You never know, man. Um, I do have a um, a Nintendo Switch, not really them at fault, but frustration moment from the week, Barry. Uh-oh. So you're tracking, obviously, the New Game Plus plushies. New Game Plush by Fangamer. Oh, I've seen them, yeah. I just don't own them. So um, I usually get a few of them because uh, London loves the plushies. So, um, for example, we got the Banjo-Kazooie one. She loves that one. Um, got a few other ones throughout the years. The, there's um, We just got Ori in the Blind Forest. So oh, cool. Nice. But I got another one, and it's for a game that I don't own physically yet. Uh, super Meat Boy Forever. Yes. And so it has a giant Meat Boy plushie, which is super cool, and, and London really wants the plushie. However... The code wasn't on the receipt. So, like, when you get these games, the New Game Plus, the digital eShop code is printed on the receipt. Oh, I thought um, it was inside the box. No, it is printed on the receipt. So, um, basically, there's a whole way to redeem codes and all this. And uh, Ori, it shows up as the box and then the code, and the code's down there. And I got them both on the same day. Super Meat Boy Forever was not on there. I, when I was at the register... I told the cashier that, and she was like, oh, don't worry, you're just going to have to call Best Buy. And I'm like, the last time I did this, it was a headache, because um, there was an older game that I it got really in. It sounds like a headache. Yeah, it was, um, I got the Hollow Knight one, and it didn't come with the code, and then it became a pain in the butt, um, and it was weird. So anyways, um, so I went to call Best Buy on Monday, this last Monday. And, you know, I stayed um, I, I stayed back from work so I could call because they open at 9. You can't call before 9. So I had to wait. My wife's already at work. Um, 
So I first call them up and I put in my 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 wife's phone number because we used her number to buy the game, um, to buy because she has the Best Buy rewards or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So so I put in her number, went through the whole prompt, went in line, all that stuff. They get on and they go, um, and I go, I have the receipt, I have the confirmation code, all this stuff. I just need a a code for the game. They're like, well, we need to talk to the account holder to verify. I'm like, my wife, it's my wife. She's at work. But we have to talk to her. I'm like, yeah, but she's she's at work. It's not she's not here. I literally have the receipt here with the confirmation code and everything. Well, we have to talk to the account holder. And I'm like, so, and there's an option when you call them to not use the account number. And so I said, if I call back and I just don't use an account number, you'll help me. She's like, yeah. That's stupid as hell. <laughs> so I just hung up on her immediately. Didn't even say bye. And I called back. Did the um no account number said i don't have it i used my own phone number uh with my or my email which worked and then i used my code thingy that they have at the bottom of the receipt they were able to look it up and then they had to i think you had they have to contact nintendo to get a new code or something or fan gamer or someone so so how are you gonna get your code are they gonna so they basically gonna- said if you don't hear from us in like 72 hours then call us back Oh, I hate that. that yeah. Means, yeah, we're probably not going to care about you, and we'll get mm-hmm. to you when you call back. Well, and it's more like they're going to check for the code when I call back. And if I'm not the only one that had this happen to, then the code will be gone. So, great. So, basically, I have a plushie from Super Meat Boy Forever that I want to say costs like $50. Is it that expensive? You. I thought they I were like 30 was, bucks. Well, this one's huge. Damn. This one's huge. Let me Let me just look so I'm not misquoting... It was $45, $44.99. Wow. Ori was $40, by the way. And that was just because my daughter begged me for it. Um, Didn't say no to them. She sleeps with it, so <laughs> she sleeps with Ori now. Um, but I think what we'll do, since I have an extra code, maybe we'll do like a giveaway for the Playcast. That'd be cool. With Ori. Um, but, yeah, so in other words, um, definitely not happy with the whole situation because just Best Buy is just so backward when it comes to dealing with that stuff. It's like, really? Like, why the can't... The worst part, too, is 72 hours from now, you're going to be how much closer to Christmas? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I'm already beyond the 72 hours, so... Okay, wow. Yeah, like, they just didn't... Nothing happened. Oh, so you still have to call back, then. No, but I still have to call back at 9 when I'm supposed to be at work, like... What the heck, man? So so frustrating. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the heck, man? Um so interestingly, what like the last time we recorded and we talked, we told mm-hmm. people to to comment, right? Or say yeah. say stuff. Uh said uh I forget what we asked them to do, but we said like leave us messages and like anchor and stuff. So I got two. Oh from episode oh. one hundred. Which aired after episode 101. <laughs> yes. So I got two, and I could play them. One's from Jesse Glenn. Okay. And so I think he had me confused with JP. I didn't listen to the second one. So let me uh, let me play it here, and let's see what Jesse has to say. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, congratulations on getting everybody together for that 100th episode. Um, I'd just like to say uh, my favorite moment, besides being uh, name-dropped twice last time, uh, was uh, when you guys picked Runner 3 because it was my suggestion and um, you know you guys all enjoyed it and you guys played with your kids and uh, they seemed to like it. I, I'm really looking forward to the uh, 
um, end of the year episode. So, so you guys got about a month left. Let's uh, let's hear let's hear what happens. So basically, he his favorite yeah. moment was when we played Runner Three. Um, uh, yes, that was so that. cool. Yeah, he said that real fast. But yeah, I forgot that we did Runner Three. We need to talk about it. That's awesome. That was a fun game. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was his suggestion. So thank thank you. Jesse is awesome. He's always listening and supporting and. You know, you talk about name drop twice. Well, here, Jesse Glenn, Jesse Glenn, Jesse Glenn. There's three. Oh, like right Candyman now. He's going to come through <laughs> the mirror. <laughs> See, if he listens an hour and a half in, he's going to hear his name. <laughs> hey, you got the name drop right there. <laughs> so we got one more. Um, not sure if Landon Sanders has given us a... Oh. A they said happy episode 100 from Landon Wynn, and I haven't listened to this one, so it could be like crazy. So let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Landon Wynn. Happy episode 100. I've listened to probably a ton of episodes over probably over a year now, and uh, it's awesome to see how the show's progressed, all the games you covered, and how you guys started premium, and all the awesome stuff you're doing. So yeah, I just finished the hundredth episode, and I'd say my favorite moment from the show is the one live-streamed episode you did. I think it was Paper Mario, maybe. And um, I posted the Barry Tub, Teletub cloud creation thing on Discord, and Barry just stopped in the middle of a sentence and just went, what the beep is that? So I thought that was hilarious, and yeah. So keep up the great work. Landon's now my favorite person. <laughs> I hate you, Landon. <laughs> It's all your fault. <laughs> the I didn't best. listen to this, he says. He just had that one loaded and charged ready for me. <laughs> I did not listen to that. That's so good. <laughs> oh, so, my God, Landon. So, so Runner 3 wasn't from this year now. That was his favorite Playcast episode per period. Yeah, so Landon liked our live Paper Mario thing that we did. That's wild. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That's when we didn't tell JP we were live, and he had no idea. <laughs> and he's the perpetrator of the Teletubby Barry. Yes. The best. Landon's the best. <laughs> no, no. I need, you know, like in Men in Black, the device to wipe people's memories. We need to wipe that from everyone's memory. <laughs> It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round, Clark. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nightmare fuel for everybody. I'm so sorry. Hey. <laughs> hey, all I know is that, um, you know, we mentioned craziness of the holidays, but um, I know at least from me and probably from you, we want to wish everybody happy holidays, happy new year. <laughs> what? Um, I'm probably going to... Probably from you. I'm going to spend most of my time because apparently our my leaky roof got worse. So my garage, not only was it getting a leaky spot, we had our roof like fixed with some brackets, but now there's like water that like, like peeled the roof after it rained hard the last day. So I got to get a roofer out now during Christmas. It's gonna be great. Oh, fun! It's gonna be great. Uh, well, well, unlike what Jeff said, definitely from me. You know, <laughs> Maybe. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And Happy New Year to everybody who's listened uh, and supported the Playcast and supported Premium and supported us individually. Uh, you are all the reason we're here. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're what keep us going. And, uh, you know, if we entertain you, if we put a smile on your face, if you laugh at our misfortune, then that's fantastic. And uh, There's no misfortune. 
They're just oh, amazing. There's just amazing Teletubby pictures. No, there's misfortune with that. All right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, just just thank you. Uh, and uh, you know, hopefully you have some great gaming time this this holiday and spend time with your families and you know just just enjoy and relax because I think we all need some relaxation time. Oh yeah, it's gonna be be great. That's why we're recording late on a Sunday night because it's yes. gonna be a fun uh, fun week. And let's hear to uh, twenty twenty two getting some more game playing time. That's that's my goal. Yes, it's my main goal. Um, but yeah, we'll do um, our next episode. We'll do will be our classic twenty twenty two this time predictions, along with some uh, some of our New Year's resolutions, because that's always fun to do. New York New Year's switch resolutions. It's going to be interesting, interesting one, to say the least. Always look forward to the beginning of the years. Oh yeah, it's, it's like gonna a fresh be wild. start, just to be disappointed later on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like I'm gonna have to listen to last year's episode because I didn't keep track of what I promised or what I wanted to do. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to listen. I'm gonna listen to our our previous one before uh, we record, so I can see what our predictions were, and then see what our resolutions were, and see if we hit them all. Outside of I want to play more games every year, because that's definitely a thing. So I definitely if we hit them all. Play. We're gonna start playing the lottery. Yeah, like if I can. If I can get through like a couple games next year, that'd be that'd be an easy one. That's not going to be part of my resolutions, but like that's a every year I, I want to play more. <laughs> <laughs> that just goes without saying. Exactly. I want to have more fun every year. Exactly. Have a good time. Hey, um, so let's wrap her up. Yep, sounds good. Uh, so you could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. Uh, you could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Views. You also find me on a bunch of wonderful podcasts that were able to uh, take me in and and uh, have me on. And so I've been sharing those, and Premium's been sharing those. So give give love to all those people. They're all also all wonderful people. Uh, so thank you. Uh, you could also find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord. So please join us and let's have a good conversation, as well as Premium Edition support email. Should you have any issues, I will do my best to help you. Jeff? So you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley, um, at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. I am usually on the Discord frequently um, whenever I get a chance, and usually posting uh, Barry Teletubby pictures. I, I just like everything with a Barry Teletubby picture. <laughs> so I'm going to go on there today and just Teletubby it up everywhere, all day. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, you know, it's been a happy, happy 2021. Here's to uh, another awesome year with Premium, another awesome year with the Switch Mania. Playcast. Absolutely. All right, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.